just saw a picture of um, clouds in a circle, and there's angels peering over, listening to what you're going to be saying. Okay. Um, so I started on this message back, I think it was March, the end of March, because we were going to have another Freedom Night, and I got COVID, and I couldn't uh, present it. So it's something that's been on my mind and heart for quite a while, um, so I'm excited to share with you guys. Um, so... If you wanted to share the gospel with someone, you would probably start with the good news. And the good news is that God sent his son, Jesus, uh, to earth to pay for the sin of the world. He died on a cross and was resurrected to defeat Satan. If the person you're ministering to confesses their faith in Jesus and takes your free Bible, you might go away jumping for joy inside thinking you just brought someone into the kingdom of heaven. And maybe you did. But there's so much more they need to know. Amen. Yeah. So, I grew up going to church. I had faith in God at a young age. But as I got older, I began having this major internal struggle. I loved the Lord, but... I also enjoyed my sinful lifestyle. There were certain areas in my life that I just couldn't get control over. And it was extremely emotional pain that I went through, and it brought a lot of shame. Colossians 3.5 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. D.L. Moody once said, The problem with a living sacrifice is that it keeps crawling off the altar. <laughs> Romans 6.6 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. So I look back on my life now, and I realize that I didn't die. I accepted the free gift of salvation, but I didn't understand that I had to surrender my life to the Lord. I focused more on what was right and wrong than my relationship with God, I gave God my Sundays, but then I just lived the rest of the week the way I wanted to. If someone were to write a book called 10 Ways to Die to Yourself, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a bestseller. I actually Googled it, and it came up with the suicide hotline. So dying to our flesh or our earthly nature, it's painful and it's difficult. Many are content with one foot in the church and the rest of their body in the world. And I would call that a lukewarm Christian. 
Galatians 2.20 sums it up. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So how do you crucify the flesh? There's five things that I think are key to winning this battle. One is feeding it, starving it, confession, surrender, and deliverance. The first one is feeding it by reading God's word. This brings to light things that are hidden in darkness, which will bring conviction. It will draw you closer to God, which in turn gives you strength to turn away from temptation. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The second one is to starve it. Fasting from food is a great way to practice getting control over what your flesh desires. This is not some old practice that's outdated. It's something that every believer should be doing. It's mentioned many times in the New Testament. And it doesn't have to be for days and days, you know, until you're passed out on the floor. It could be one meal a day that you just skip and you spend that time reading God's word or worshiping. The third one is confession. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And confession brings accountability. The fourth step would be complete surrender to God. Matthew 16, 24 says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We tend to believe that if we surrender our life to God, it will be boring, we don't get to do anything fun anymore, or he sends us to Africa to live in a leper colony. <laughs> I did hear of one story of that. Um, but I believe that people don't surrender because they fear losing control of their life. Uh, there's a lack of faith or trust in God. Or they're wrapped up in the things of this world. Maybe there's selfish ambitions, idols, pride, or rebellion. Surrender looks like total obedience to what God asks of you. God's will, not your will. Trust that God's plan for your life is better than your plan. Our creator knows the purpose for his creation. It means that you're all in, holding nothing back. Step five would be deliverance. Demonic oppression can have a very negative impact on our minds, our physical bodies, and our emotions. Deliverance consists of forgiving, Repenting, renouncing, breaking generational curses, and soul ties. We do have a ministry team, a deliverance ministry team here. Uh, so if you feel like you're under demonic attack, you can talk to our pastor or myself, and we can help you through that. So back to the good news. What Jesus did on the cross was amazing. And because of the price he paid, our lives should reflect how grateful we are to him. 
I don't know about you, but I find it's not easy being a believer. You have to daily crucify the flesh and continually take thoughts captive. You may lose friends and family, but Jesus is worth the sacrifice. There's a famous quote by an Antarctic explorer, Ernest Shackleton, that says, Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return doubtful, (laughs) honor and recognition in case of success. I think their uh, marketing team would have got a one star on Yelp for that one, but um, he was being honest, I guess. Maybe you feel like this describes your walk with the Lord. I know in my life I've felt that, darkness, coldness. But as the body of Christ, we need to be there for one another so we can get through those dark times. I'm going to ask if the ministry team can come forward at this time. And Lewis, if you could come forward too. Just a few. There's a lot of us, I know, so. If you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ and you feel him tugging at your heart, now is the time to confess that he is Lord of your life. Don't let another day go by just being tossed to and fro in the world because it will take you down a dark path. Maybe you feel like you have been a lukewarm Christian lately and you're ready to surrender your life completely to the Lord. Now is the time to do that. If you're tired of walking in oppression and defeat, I just ask that you come forward for prayer. As believers, we should not walk in oppression, depression, we should walk in complete freedom. How are we going to share the good news when we're just, we don't believe it anymore? So I just ask if you feel like you need extra prayer today, help. This is the body of Christ. This is what we're here for. You won't get this out there. You go to the doctor and say, I need help, and they medicate you. That's not how we want to live. We want to live in freedom. So Lord, I just ask... that you would help us to lay the burdens down at your feet today. That we would give you control over our lives and know that you have the best for us. Help us to completely surrender everything 
that we hold nothing back. Help us to live in complete trust of you. So when we hear you give us direction that we follow it, that we don't question you, that we live in complete obedience to you, Lord, that we lay our lives down when you ask us to. I just ask that you remove every burden from everyone that walked in this door today. I tell depression to leave now in Jesus' name. You have no place in this body of believers. Sickness has to go. The pain in your body has to go now. We won't accept defeat. Only victory. As Rebecca's praying and man, hearts are being touched. Um, some of you may have heard or read the report of that young firefighter who was killed on one of our fires here locally. What you don't know is my son Jonathan was there. And what you also don't know is that that was Joseph's nephew who was killed. My son was there holding his hand. You never know, guys. You never, life as a pastor, you have no idea how many people I've been with as they have graduated into eternity. And you know, what a precious moment. What a precious, precious moment. Because everything in this world fades away and you step into eternity. That moment can happen at any moment. Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? Only you can answer that. I'm not here to beat on you for that. But I don't know why. It's my son's story. But this is the fifth person that he's been with right beside them holding their hand as they've slipped into eternity. He looked at me last night. He said, Dad, I, as hard as it is, I guess it's a good thing that I was able to be there for those people. But what a hard thing. It's bitter and it's sweet. And I, I just want you, if you wouldn't mind, just you know, be praying for the Taylor family and all those that are involved and the, tr the trauma that hit a lot of those young hearts on that. Those are a lot of young bucks up there running around and he, Jonathan said it affected every one of them. He was 30 feet away from this young man when the tree fell on him. And everybody scattered and everybody didn't have a clue what to do and he just said, I had this inner peace in me to, to do what I needed to do. All of our lives can make a difference. As, as Bjorn was sharing, your life is a new beginning for someone else. It may be the closing of a life for somebody as you share with them and they slip into eternity. 
just think about that. This is the reality of where we're at. There's so many broken and wounded people that are one step away from either their greatest moment or their greatest defeat. And we may be the one that's standing there to hold their hand and to pray with them as they slip into eternity. Jim, Missy, would you mind if we prayed for you? Would that be okay? Could you guys make your way up here if you can? This is an amazing couple that the enemy's pounded on for years. And I just want us to surround them and let them experience that love of God that we know. There's others in here you're tired of being pounded on by the enemy. Some of you have spent way too much time talking about your problems instead of talking to your problems and telling them to go in the authority that God's given you. Amen? Karen, you want to come over here, please? I'd like you to lay hands on Missy, if you would. into, if you could just point your hands forward, you know, we're all in this, a lot of you guys are so qualified to pray for those that need prayer, so I just encourage you to just extend your hands, and in fact, if, if you so feel called this morning, we'll give you that, come on up, lay hands on these people and pray with them, you guys got this, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus.
there. So I just wanted, I feel like I was called up here by the Father to speak to those who are growing weary. Because Jesus talked about this very thing and he encouraged those who were getting weary. It says in Luke 18, then he spoke, then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So we're talking about people who have asked and are are getting weary. And he says, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Nor was there a widow. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me for, uh, from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continually coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out, cry out day and night, to him, though he bears along with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And so I just, I see, I see the Father in the room, and he's scanning and he's looking with his eyes that burn like fire, and he's waiting for the invitation of faith that he can join with that comes from those he, who he made in the earth his people who know who know him and and I just I just say I say faith arise right now in Jesus name by the power of the spirit new hope come not yesterday's how it didn't happen then and it didn't happen two weeks ago and and I just say weariness all weariness leave right now in Jesus name his words are in red and they are true and they are beautiful his promises are true and I see the father looking for those in this room right now who he can join with and he rides on their faith he's he is He's gloriously attracted to faith. And so I just shake off from you, his kids, all unbelief and all doubt, and it leaves right now in Jesus' name. So the King of Kings can come and minister to the ones he's been waiting for, waiting to heal, waiting to touch. And I just remove any boundary and any roadblock. I remove it any hindrance to love right now in Jesus name new hope rise rise right now we call you forth hope and healing is in the room it's already here I just say reach out and touch it like the the lady with the issue of blood you just reach out and you touch him and he touches back and he touches mighty mighty he's able to do mighty things we believe you for it We thank you that we can come again, that we can persist in your presence. And we just thank you. I just just have to, by the Spirit of God, add one thing to Rebecca's list. 
of amazing uh, just, just ways to be delivered, I just add beholding him. I have to add beholding Jesus because when we see him, the things of earth grow dim and we're caught up. And so I just pray over these that they would be caught up by your spirit to see who you are and all the things, just all the problems, everything, it falls away. So I just ask that we get caught up in you, Lord Jesus, even now by your spirit. I thank you for your ways that you've called us into beholding you, that we can behold you, we can be loved by you, we can love you back. Thank you for rest in beholding. We, we enter your rest as your kids. No longer servants, but kids, children, sons and daughters. Thank you, Abba. last is it am I okay and um, it was a very vivid dream and I keep thinking about it and I believe it it has some significance and I was observing uh, people running up a grassy incline like a hillside and it every person tripped up on something on their way up the hill and fell down. And I was curious because it happened to every single person at that very spot. And I thought, well, there must be something causing this. And I went over and looked and I couldn't see anything that would obviously trip somebody up. And I asked the Lord about it and I felt like there are things in our walk that trip us up and and they're unseen. They're, something that we aren't aware of and I'm just coming to declare that there are no more obstacles in our walk and our running the race we are not going to be tripped up anymore the enemy cannot control us that way and we're we're running the race people and we're winning because I've read the book and so have you I love that I've read the book and guess what? We win. Jesus wins, right? Amen. Let's stand. And we'll seal this with an amazing moment of just praying. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you for this day. God, I just thank you for those moments where we leave the script and we just ah, enter into a whole new place, God. Father, I thank you for what you've done in the hearts of people this morning. You've healed them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Father, you have answered prayers. You have also begun to break up fallow ground in others' hearts as well. But Father, I just pray that you would continue to draw us closer to you, that we would truly learn what it means to surrender every part of our being to you. 
And Father, that we would truly be known as followers of you, imitators of you, God. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray for peace and safety over everyone in this room. And I just pray that we meet again next week. We will be changed a little more in your image because of the time that we have spent in your presence this week. And we just thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you tomorrow night, prayer here at 7. We're also meeting down at the park, and we're just loving on people. And we're meeting around between 530 and 6 at Riverside Park. So bless you guys. Have a great day.